What's up, everybody? Welcome to The State of Wild, episode 76, a regular YouTube video web series podcast thingy. My name is Meowth, and as usual, I'm joined by my good friends and co-host, Raffle and Corbett. How are you guys doing tonight? You know, I'm doing all right. Had, uh, you know, a, a decent week of Hearthstone. Not too many pirate warriors until towards the end of the week. And I, I learned, I was talking with a fellow streamer, Engine, uh, the other day after after my stream. And I, we both came to the realization that, like, our enjoyment of the format is kind of dependent on the number of pirate warriors that we queue into. And so since my number was low this week, by comparison, enjoyment pretty high. So um, feeling good. Got to play some fun decks. And actually do the fun thing that the fun deck does. I love the fun things. Um, but yeah, I, I'm doing a ride. I saw all the attention Ruffle got when he wore the beanie, so I figured I had to make my move and uh, you know join in there. Um, but no, I'm, I'm feeling all right. I've had a, a fun time sort of going into a bit more standard stuff. But um, happy to talk about everything wild today with you guys. And yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, let's hop into it. Um, before we do, we got to take care of our housekeeping stuff first, though. The huge. So, of course, if you guys like the content, whether you guys are watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that kind of good stuff, if you enjoy the content, make sure you guys drop a like, comment, subscribe, all that kind of good stuff. They're small things, but they do actually support us a ton. Yeah, you can support the podcast by becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash stateofwild and pick up some sweet perks in the process. And, of course, you can always come join everybody else in the community to come talk all things Hearthstone when you join the State of Wild Discord server. So come join in, come hang out. It'll be a great time. Yep. And one last piece of housekeeping. Uh, last week we announced uh, some giveaways for some Wintervale bundles courtesy of Blizzard. And so the winners have uh, have been picked. You guys should have an email. Uh, so just make sure you guys check that. But I do want to announce the winners here. We've got M. Conk, Bob Viking, and Wander. Uh, congrats, guys. And again, thank you again to Blizzard uh, for those codes. Uh, but yeah, so let's, uh, let's hop into it. Um, I think this week we're going to do... The, uh, the first part of kind of a special two-part series uh, that we wanted wanted to do for a little bit here, uh, where we're going to be diving into the potential reverts um, coming, I think, the next expansion, about two and a half months. Uh, so at the beginning of every new Hearthstone year, three expansions rotate out of Standard into Wild Exclusive, and when they do that, they usually revert a bunch of the nerfs that they had made to those Standard Legal cards, and so we're going to be going through all the cards rotating and talking about you know some of the cards that are really really good candidates, what those nerfs or unnerfs might look like, where they might see play, and honestly whether we want to see them. You know that's also a, a pretty big factor. But before we hop into all that, we've got a couple of assumptions and, and ground rules that we want to lay out for the discussion we're going to have today. So uh, the first thing uh, we are assuming that these cards do not become a part of the new core set next year because if they do. They're going to stay in standard and pretty likely will not get reverted as a, as a result of that. Uh, and then we do want to talk a little bit about kind of what generally does get reverted when it comes to these. Because this will be, I think, the third year that we've had these massive unnerfs happen uh, when it comes to wild. And so we've kind of gotten a general feeling for what they're looking for when they do unnerf cards. So they generally are, are one of two things. They're cards that people used to love or played a ton. Right, so that nostalgia factor—that's a huge deal for them when it comes to the wild format, or cards that got nerfed because of standard that weren't super powerful in wild, right? Or they were impactful but not oppressive in wild, and we only got to play with them for like a week and a half, two weeks before they got nerfed because of standard because they were really good in standard. Um, but they have said that they kind of go out of their way to not unnerf cards that would go into those top tier decks, 
right? So they're not going to come out here and buff Odd Quest Hunter or Pirate Warrior uh, decks like that. So those are kind of our ground rules. And, uh, and so, yeah, let's hop right into it. So today, like I mentioned, it's going to be part one of two. Today we're going to be talking about Ashes of Outland and Skullamance Academy. Uh, so let's hop into Ashes of Outland and let's start with Demon Hunter. So Ashes of Outland, this is when Demon Hunter was introduced. I don't know if you guys remember day one, day two Demon Hunter. Uh, that was an absolute blast, right? Not only was Demon Hunter actually a class, but it was the best class. <laughs> and and everybody was concerned early on, like, wow, Demon Hunter's going to have a really hard time catching up because it only has a handful of cards. It's like, why would, especially in Wild, where there's a huge card base with a lot of really powerful synergies. And out of the gate, Demon Hunter was uh, pretty nuts. My prediction, I remember was that DH was going to be a contender for the worst class ever in any in any format. Like, I thought in Wild, DH was going to be so absolutely trash. It was going to be like Warlock in Angora. It was going to be like Hunter in Gadgets. And I thought there was no way that they could make a class, you know, balanced and standard, make it playable in Wild. And to be fair, I think I was pretty correct about that part. Yeah, just, I mean, you were. You were just two years No, early, it was just right? unbalanced, Meowth. It was completely unbalanced and standard was the thing. <laughs> I mean, once they balanced it for standard, you know, you were correct. But, I mean... Uh, I mean, Auntie Hedge lived for a long time. Yeah. 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 It wasn't not, until not other a... decks fed up that, like... And we, it, I'm sure we'll get into this when we talk about the individual cards. Mm -hmm. But it really wasn't until other decks sped up that Odd Demon Hunter kind of uh, started sucking. Like, Yeah. yeah. Alright, let, let's talk about some of these because... God, did you hit rank one legend on day one, Corb, with Odd Demon Hunter? I did. I played a lot of Odd DH yeah. for the first few months, though. That happy ghoul yeah. Odd Demon Hunter, I remember that. Um, yeah. And so let's talk about all these cards that you were very familiar with. Uh, let's start off with <laughs> Metamorphosis. Uh, so this is the five mana spell, uh, the legendary spell for Demon Hunter, that turns your hero power into uh, one mana deal five, right? Um, and you got two uses out of that before it swapped back to your original hero power. So it was basically like a Pyroblast spread across two turns. Um, that eventually got nerfed uh, from dealing five damage per hero power uh, to dealing four. So I guess the first question, uh, would the unnerfed version of Metamorphosis see play in Wild in that odd Demon Hunter deck? Probably not. I don't no. think so. No. no. So just go ahead and unnerf it like it's fine. <laughs> yep. Let me let me have it back so that I can play it with Jace because it is a fell spell and I want more cards for Jace. Yeah, uh, I would actually love this. I would love it if they reverted this like next patch, like in standard right now, like if they just went for it because I yeah. think it would be a cool card in fell DH. And I don't think it would be a balance concern. Like um, it's probably like this fine like, at, at five. Like it's yeah, fine. It's Especially since they already kind of like neutered the um, the other demon under combo in the last patch, so yeah, I'm mm -hmm. with you. I like I'm not following standard closely, but like I don't yeah. think Fell Demon Hunter is really pushing the limits, and I don't think a single card, a legendary one at that, that you can only run one of in your deck, is going to be the thing that like pushes it over the top if it's not already pushing it you know and importantly this card is cool man this card is freaking cool it like really i love play it has that one of the best animations in the entire game like super sweet it's super iconic yeah. for demon hunter so um yeah i i think end result of this discussion under metamorphosis safe to safe to do that let's talk about imprisoned and tan so this was the uh the five mana ten six dormant minion <laughs> so you would play this on turn four or turn five and then on turn six or turn seven it would awake and it would deal 10 damage split across all enemies. Okay, sometimes that's a pyroblast to the opponent's face. 
uh, while also being a 10-6. Um, I mean, so, I I think I would be okay with this being unnerfed, specifically because Odd Demon Hunter sucks, but it's a little bit scary, I'm not going to lie. No, the, the words that you said were this awakens turn 6 or turn 7. This card that's that's way too slow. That's fine. You're all you're also passing turn five in order to do that. No, turn six or turn seven. Like, what are you a control deck? Yeah, um, dude, I remember this card. I completely slept on this, and it became very very apparent that it was busted at the time. Um, but that was that was like a year ago. Like that was ages ago. You know, like we're in modern wild. We can handle this turn seven wake up. Come on. I mean, it won't even wake up like Rubble said. It'll be fine. Um, but no, really, really powerful card. The ten six is kind of nutty, but you know what? Generally speaking, whenever we go through these nerfs, my personal preference is going to be, eh, screw it, why not? Just, and that's kind of basically how I feel with uh, Anton here. And it's and especially for a class like Demon Hunter, which like legitimately is not a class right now. Just it needs all the help it can get. Like, it, yeah. I'm looking at the HS replay stats. Uh, forty three percent win rate for the class uh, across all ranks and wild. Pretty high. That's, I, I yeah it's improving uh but still not in a good spot like i think that the aggro demon hunter of white delight is maybe carrying this a, a little bit and uh the class is bad so give it some help please all right let's, let's talk about some of this more help let's talk about priestess of fury uh the original green rag for demon hunter so this used to be a seven mana six seven uh it's currently a seven mana six five uh with the text at the end of your turn deal six but among all enemies I think very similar to Entean and Metamorphosis. Yeah, it, it's seven mana. Probably won't see play anyways, but give it right. back. Like, right? the, the deck that it helps is Big Demon Hunter, not Odd Demon Hunter anymore. So, like, sure, let, that deck is struggling anyway. Like, give it some more help. Yeah. I think right. this might be the most iconic, like, wild Demon Hunter card as well. Like, I, it's because it stuck around a lot longer, I think, than some of the others. And it just felt, like, very... You know, it's a really nice callback to that that first taste that we had of Odd Hedge. Yeah, I miss this card to be honest. Like, yeah, the, uh, the two stats really do make a pretty big difference because, like, the point of the card is to stick around for multiple turns and, like, at five health. It just it trades so unfavorably. The opponent like just gets to free trade into it if you don't clear their stuff, and it's it's not a good feeling. Do you guys remember the days when this nerf from seven to five? meant that it died to fireballs and cloud princes from the super oppressive secret mages remember those nice to explosive we rinse me out explosive yeah. rinse just blows it up true yeah unplayable <laughs> my god how far we've come <laughs> <laughs> all right let's talk about kane uh so kane the uh the four mana legendary that ignores taunts right they just don't exist uh used to be a three five it's currently a three four Yep. Just it, it's it's not even odd costed. Like buff it to three mana and leave it a three four and I'd be mm. down. This is kind of a baffling nerf to begin with to me. Because you're you're not playing it for the stats ever. Do you is there ever are there many worlds where you anticipate Kane sticking around for a turn? I thought you just kinda the point was to play it and then the opponent hero explodes. Like I how would was this nerf effective in reducing the power of Kane, or did just like the decks running Kane fall out of favor? I think both. <laughs> like I think it was, uh, uh, yeah, both situations where it was a little bit too effective as like a four mana three five rusher in mm. like aggro decks, just traded a little bit too favorably, and they kind of wanted to make it more of a, yeah, more like you said, like an absolute finisher and stuff. But yeah, those decks kind of died off as well. Yeah. All right, let's talk about maybe the most controversial one. Uh, 
but also maybe the one that I'm the most excited for potentially getting unnerfed. Let's talk about Skull of Gul'dan. Um, so it used to cost five mana. It currently costs six. Mm. Five mana Skull of Gul'dan. It, it's still good at six. Five mana Skull of Gul'dan was absolutely busted. But like we've been kind of mentioning, Demon Hunter needs busted stuff to compete in the format right now. And it needs build around cards. And a five mana Skull of Gul'dan could be that build around yeah. card that you would put in every Demon Hunter deck till the end of time because it's just that good of a card. I fully admit I might eat these words because I like the five mana Skull of Gul'dan was devastating and I hated it. <laughs> but I'm kind of okay with it. <laughs> like, sure, sure. I, at this point, I'm just like, just give it all back. I don't, I don't care. Demon Hunter, like, unless they get a bunch of strong new cards, like, I don't know what's on the horizon, so I can't make this decision. But like as it stands now, yeah, go for it. I don't hey, care, man. We didn't have Illidari studies when this was around at five. Um, sure. Are you? I yeah, mean, I'm like it's it. it's DH, right? Like it's Demon Hunter. This can be. It's Cold Ones. Screw it. Why not? It it needs I, it, right, so, to be competitive. Right. The the question becomes like, would day one Demon Hunter be competitive in today's wild meta? And I think the answer is absolutely not. So, like, why not just mm. give it the stuff? Like, your one of the strong cards was a five mana six four, <laughs> that that was basically a cloud <laughs> prince, right? Like, that required you to attack. Like, the things that the things that it did were pretty slow in today's. Hey, hey, Ruffle, right? that was that was a seven four back in the day. Come on, that was uh, that attack makes all the difference. <laughs> Has that already rotated? I can't yeah, even remember. I think that. it has. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um. But no, I think like the general question of like is odd DH like would it actually be good? Um. I'm not sure, but I guess I'm excited to find out. Like, can we do this? I mean, sure. Why not? Yeah. I mean, if we talk about original odd demon hunter, we're talking about a deck that had 18 out of its cards nerfed. If I was remembering at the last <laughs> time, 18 out of the yeah. 30 cards in the original day one demon hunter got nerfed. <laughs> I, uh -huh. I I I know it. It probably wouldn't be top tier, right? Like I think Pirate Warrior Odd Quest Hunter, they're they're at another level, right? But I don't I don't think it would be absolutely crap. Like I No That's Zero Mana Outcast, I Beam, Five Mana Skull of Gul'dan. Like maybe Priestess of the Fury is a little too slow now. Like you get Illidari studies and, and all that, but dude, that that deck can't be bad. No, it's not yeah. it's not gonna be bad, but like it shouldn't be bad. Like, no. it, again, the class needs something. Yeah. 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 Right. And so, yeah, yeah, DH more than anything is just like the eh class out of everything. It's like, just take it all, man. Take it all. Do whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, right, it also so, got hit the hardness does. So, like, uh, it has more options that, like, were nerfed at a time that is very different than now. Yeah. So, kind of just final consensus on Skull Eagle Den, because this might be the most controversial out of the, the five for Demon Hunter. Thumbs up on the unnerf. All right, yep. Ixar, you heard us as the uh, the wild council. <laughs> unnerf Skull Dam, please, from six mana to five. All right, let's move on to uh, some of the other classes here. Yes, there were other classes in Ashes of Outland, believe it or not. Uh, let's talk about Druid. The big one for Druid here, Fungal Fortunes. So this is the... Right now, it's a three mana spell that draws three cards. Discard any minions that are drawn. Uh, in the right deck, this is a three mana draw three. It used to cost two mana. It used to be a two mana draw three. Right now, Fungal mm -hmm. Fortunes is seeing play, right? There are token druids that have always been running around, right? That spell-based, glowfly swarm style of decks. 
Uh, but more importantly, it's seeing play in those Cthune Druids and Linecracker Druids, uh, kind of your combo mini, uh, combo decks that are only running like two or three minions. Would you be okay with Fungal Fortunes going from three mana to two? No. No. This card should have never been printed at uh, two mana. I'm not even entirely sure. Still, at this point, the Book of Spectres should have been printed at uh, two mana. And um, that's in a different class that like actually cares a little bit more about mana than uh, than Druid. The like you're saying, the card is not only seen well. <laughs> okay, true, Apprentice exists, but like <laughs> the the card is not only seen play, but feels like one of the best cards <laughs> in a very good deck right now. So no, the no, we don't need to do this one. I think this one is fine at three mana, um, and is a very good card at three mana still. I would uh, I would curse on all of that, you know. Solid wild card. Let's not buff it by you know an entire mana. Like it's already pretty good, so it's fine. I mean, it's pretty good. Just give it, make it, make it really good by making it two. And we we can make it like the best card in Druid decks. Like you can push that envelope if you really want, but it's already pretty playable and fine. Like I don't think we need to be going down that road too much. I totally agree. I don't I don't really want it to. I just got to do it for the content. You know? <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on. In, let's move on into Hunter here. Uh, Scavenger's Ingenuity. So Scavenger's Ingenuity is a two mana spell that reads: Draw a beast, give it plus two, plus two. Uh, it used to say: Draw a beast, give it plus three, plus three. Um, I, I do remember early Ashes of Outland when we were experimenting with stuff like even Hunter, and we had kind of come to the conclusion that you get to run Scavenger's Ingenuity, and you run two Face Stalkers, and you run two Snow Flipper Penguins. And you you turn that Snow Flipper Penguin into a zero mana four four, which is kind of gross. And I think nowadays you could do even more with it, right? Like if you build a Reno Hunter deck in a very specific way, could be really good in that deck, or even just like a, a secret or a beast hunter build. But damn it, give me back my even hunter builds with zero mana four four penguins. I am totally down for this. Uh, Scavenger's Ingenuity has seen absolutely zero play, I think, since it's gotten nerfed. Maybe kind of like as a fringe playable card in Reno Hunter decks, but I'm not like super in tune with Reno Hunter. Um, but man, I, I, I think this is a card that could go back to plus three, plus three super easily. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I have played this card at 2 2, and it's uh, it's not good. Like, it's fine. It's card draw and Hunter, which doesn't really exist otherwise. Um, to be honest, I don't know that it would be able to find room in modern uh even hunter anyway but like i'm fine with finding out like sure just give me the option to try it yeah i i loved this penguin combo so much like i pushed this as much as anyone it was so cool um yeah like i want to say this card this is very different you're like I, I think if you push it to three three like it does become one of the best cards in some hunter decks um, but that's kind of different than like Fungal Fortunes, which is kind of already one of the best cards in Druid decks. <laughs> you know, we're going from something that's completely unplayable. So I'd be totally fine with Scav, and I think uh, I think it's like a cool card that pushes different cool synergies in the format that otherwise wouldn't be seen play. And I think it pushes those synergies in decks that are not currently like top tier, right? Like mm, yeah. it, it's not pushing Odd Hunter. I think Even Hunter is a good deck that has its fatal flaws, and I don't think Ingenuity is going to be something that pushes it into that tier one stratosphere, but. I don't know, like you also mentioned, it also just opens up opens up like scavenger ingenuity in a lot of decks. Right? That synergy with not just specifically Penguin, but like the ability to tutor the beast and stuff like Reno Hunters and stuff like that. I, I think it brings back that ability, which is I think super super useful. So I, I would love to see an ingenuity on nerf as well. Yeah, I mean 
in Reno Hunter in particular, there are times where you want to run like the Dread Scale uh, Poisonous combo, and this is a neat way to fetch that. Right now, you have other ways to do that, but you get some redundancy in your ability to do so, just because like that's game over in some matchups. Another another Floigel talks in the format. That's exactly that's exactly what we want, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't get both pots. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fine. Uh, <laughs> totally fine, right? We'll we'll come back to those words maybe uh, in a couple of months. <laughs> All right, let's move into uh, let's move into mage here. So um, let's let's get the easy one out of the way. So Astromancer Solarian was the two mana three two plus one spell damage. Shuffle the prime into your deck. The prime is currently a nine mana cast five random mage spells targeted at your opponent. That used to cost seven. I think it could very easily go back to seven and have absolutely zero impact on the format. So I think. Unnerf it, perfectly fine. It's a fun card anyways, right? And, and people are going to enjoy cards like that. And by people, I mean Ruffle. Um, and so let's <laughs> talk about the other two cards here. Let's start with uh, Encanter's Flow. Uh, super controversial card. And I, I want to talk about this in combination with something like Sources Apprentice. Okay, I can, think we, you... can we talk about this without Corb? <laughs> because I want an unbiased take on this. I mean, I'm completely biased baiting. too. So you're gonna have to take the section by your own uh, by yourself here. Then but... I was baiting. I saw Ruffle shaking his head, and I'm like, "Yes, I can't the two. No, I no shot. Like, I don't want this at all. Come on, let's be real. All right. If so Corb, even... famed APM mage apologist, doesn't even want two mana flow. Right. There's no shot this gets unnerved, right? Absolutely no chance. Even in a world where miraculously Sorcerer's Apprentice gets nerfed, I do not want this card back at two mana. That's that, like, I'll go on the record saying that. Like, no, there's just no need. I think I agree with you. Like, like I think, like, in general, just ignoring the Apprentice situation, I would still, I would obviously be like very hard, like, no, let's not do this. But, like, if Apprentice does get nerfed, I probably have to think about it a little bit. For wild because it's like really if there's no apprentice what is it actually doing like all of a sudden we're not really probably playing much except kind of like a standard version of mazaki mage right now which is a like a pretty fast combo deck but probably not ob too obscene in wild um even with like a two mana flow without apprentice it's not like you're going to be able to do the apm mage stuff um you're not going to be able to do like the ignite stuff anyway so i kind of wonder just how bad it would be but um, until we find out any news about Apprentice, which probably isn't going to happen anyway, um, then I'm definitely on the no, uh, no, you know, revert on flow. Yeah, thank goodness, thank goodness. All right. <laughs> and let's talk about Evocation. Okay, so let's talk about Evocation in the realm of two worlds here, okay? One where Apprentice doesn't get nerfed and flow doesn't get unnerfed, okay? And then a world where, let's say, Sork does get nerfed so let's start with that first idea there sork not nerfed flow not unnerfed do we want evocation going from two mana to one no. well i mean this card costs zero with uh sork so if we were living in the world with sorks then i'd know but because it already costs zero we don't need to make it costs zero or uh, nor do we need to like make the, the it easier to get the spells off uh, the evocation in play so like no 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 sorcerers breaks everything this is just more evidence for that yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say no again like it's a, it's a very playable card in wild right now so that means it's probably not the move all right i mean it's it, it, uh, correct me if i'm wrong but there are times where it's like it's your best draw 
uh, when you need that extra fuel to, to kill them for your yeah. go turn. So like, I like, mean, it's often the worst draw as well. Like, it's probably true. the highest variance like card. Yeah. Not even just due to like how random it is, just because of the situation can right. be so dependent. But um, at one manner, it becomes pretty universal. Like, oh, this is always almost good. Is because kind of how I remember it from original Quest Mage mm -hmm. is that it was just the best card in Quest Mage. It was right. straight up the best card. So yeah, let's probably not do that again. <laughs> I mean, okay, let's let's talk about this hypothetical scenario though. Magical Christmas mm -hmm. Land, where okay. Sork is nerfed. Okay. Yeah, Christmas for no you, maybe. Yeah. For sure, definitely Christmas for me. <laughs> and you're no longer running Apprentice in your deck. Then do you think it's okay for Evocation to be one mana then? Yeah. Sure. I, I think so. If if yeah. I mean that would have to basically be Sork is deleted. <laughs> yeah. Um because yeah. Or at least can't reduce to zero because um like getting a zero mana evocation with a, just a single Sork was pretty disgusting at times, like Corp said in the old uh, quest mage. So um yeah. Uh I would be I, I suppose I would be fine with that. As long as you have to pay mana for the card, I'm okay with it. Ugh, and, and the card that you get off of it too, right? <clears throat> I mean, that's like because of the variance associated with that. That's less important to me. It's like the initial buy-in matters. It's like um, well, it's like first day school. So I'm sure we'll talk about uh, um, either today or in next episode. I forget what set that's from, but like the. Those those types of cards that add something to your hand should have some sort of initial buy-in. That's why like race dead is absurd. All right, I think outside of Solarium Prime, the the conclusion here about these two mage cards with flow and evocation is first of all highly dependent on if anything ever changes with Apprentice. But in our current current situation, I think we are thumbs down on reverts to these two cards, right? Okay. Yeah, just let me brand my Solarian Prime. That's all I care about. <laughs> oh, true. That's right. All right. Um, let's move to Paladin, and let's talk about a card that, to this day, still pains me to look at its current form. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> Hand of a Doll. So Hand of a Doll used to be give a minion plus two, plus two, and draw a card. Uh, then it got nerfed to plus two, plus one, right? So plus two attack, plus one health. It is the ugliest looking card to look at. It, it gives me pains. Because it's so abnormal compared to every other two mana buff spell, uh, I think this card was perfectly balanced in Wild at plus two plus two, right? Even with Righteous Protectors and uh, what is it, Eldor Tendons and Iron Deep Drugs in, in the format, um, I, I think it was perfectly fine. So I don't know if you guys agree with me. I know Corb was the mage apologist. I'm a little bit of a paladin apologist over here, so I'm totally okay with Hand of It All getting unnerved. Uh, but do you guys agree with that? Oh, Meowth, I betrayed my mage class and threw Flo under the bus, and here you are defending Hand of a Doll. Come on. Hand of a Doll's busted at plus two, plus two. Let's not do <laughs> yeah. this. It's kind yeah. of broken, even in Wild. No, the, a, a one drop just carried the game. This is like Mana Worm all over again. Uh, like, <laughs> that that shouldn't happen. And and it replaces itself in hand. The card just did way too much stuff. The The reality is is that Paladin cannot get everything that was nerfed back. That, that would not be a realistic world to live in because like paladin was broken when it had all of those things so it's not going to get everything back this is probably jockeying for like the strongest card in those decks so it's probably going to be the one that just remains unnerved and i think it probably should remain unnerved like the the fact that 
the the fact that you get to dictate trades for the rest of the game is starting on turn one because of this card while it replaces itself in hand is silly okay so first of all only three cards are getting potentially reverted on rotation okay they're not going to get everything back but also shouldn't paladin be the class that gets to dictate board from early on in the game isn't that like class identity for paladin it already gets to trade up with this and leverage divine shields in order to like go two for one potentially like it, it's already doing more than enough as a card at a at plus two plus one it's so it's much tough. worse at two two one though right like at yeah, plus two plus good. two it is yeah. Okay. That's the point, meow. <laughs> Dude, I want it back. I want my three five Aldor tendons that get to kill ship's cannon and not die immediately on the backswing. I I want that. Is that asking too much? Um, absolutely. It's a noble. It's, it's... So I'll admit that that is a noble cause. But like the don't, rest of the format exists as well. Don't flip. The, the yeah, rest, don't flip. no. The rest of the format exists. It's, <laughs> as much as I hate Pirate Warrior, like the format isn't just Pirate Warrior. <laughs> I well, mean, okay, look. Well. If Crab Rider remains unnerfed, I think I could get Hand of a Doll back and be perfectly fine. Like if you keep Crab Rider unnerfed and you keep Hand of a Doll unnerfed, or uh, if you keep Crab Rider unnerfed and you keep Conviction unnerfed when it eventually rotates, like you have to give me back something in Paladin because you took away like gonna... six cards. I'm sh yeah, that's what I'm saying, but like it, it's probably not going to be the three strongest cards because that would be absurd. I think Hand of a Doll is already a good card in Wild right now. Still seen playing Hand Buff, still seen playing Tax Power, and still got buffed with the uh, Vindicator. Like it's got recently got a nice synergy going with it. Really good with Trog. It's a good card. Doesn't need to be buffed. Like it, just... it's like fung like it's not quite Fungal Fortunes, but it's still solid. Just one thing I want to say. Fifty-seven point one night nine. VS deck power for hand buff paladin when it had all these cards. We I'm not don't saying give, give me back, back all of them, okay? I just want hand of a doll for my Libra paladins, okay? And my tax paladins. I don't even care about hand buff paladin. Well, now I feel more empowered to go back. Can we talk about mage again? Sorry. No, I feel right. a little, it's okay. Uh... Sorry. I will admit <laughs> that I don't want hand of a doll back, but no, I can't even admit that. You can have flow back if I get hand of a doll back. Deal? No deal. No deal. No deal. For the greater good. <laughs> okay. All right, this will be something that I keep championing, though. I, I I want one of the six cards back, and I want I would like it to be Hand of a Doll, just because mm. if you look at all the other cards, though, right? Like, you look at Crab Rider, that probably is universal. You look at Conviction, that's universal, and you look at Hand of a Doll, that's universal to kind of, like, Paladin archetypes. And I, out of those three, I think Hand of a Doll is probably the safest to unnerf out of those three, right? And the reason that I would like it, because it buffs all of the paladin archetypes that's out of it odd paladin right it's not just the handbook paladin card it's it's libra paladin it's reno paladin has been seeing a lot of play recently um i don't know i i guess i will i will shut up on my tirade now but i i would like hand of right. back even if you guys we can all have our heels it's all right i'm sure we'll find stuff that ruffled i uh want to die on as well sure all right let's uh let's move on to priest uh so priest had apotheosis nerfed uh so it used to give plus two, plus three, and lifesteal for a turn. Or is it permanent? It was permanent lifesteal, right? Um, uh, yeah, it was permanent. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah, it's still permanent. Yeah, it's still, yeah. yeah. Hey, sorry about that. But basically, this card wasn't broken until Samuro came out in Standard. And this was their Reno Jackson, right? Blademaster Samuro plus Apotheosis. I don't think Apotheosis was ever seeing play outside of, like, tech inclusions back when Reno Priest used to exist. Because you would slap on an apotheosis to your spawn of shadows, 
So that way you could play like a million spells and not worry about having to kill yourself, right? Against druids and odd warriors. It was a very fringe inclusion. I I don't know if it would ever see play now, even if Reno Priest was a deck, because like I maybe mean, even even if you need the effect, unnerfed apothe or nerfed apotheosis is fine too, but I don't know. Are you are you guys okay with this being unnerfed? I can't really see a reason not to. Yeah, the 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 attack in wild in particular is pretty meaningless because like the only consideration for this is like a divine spirit inner fire type deck anyway, where like you're just playing it for the health buff and then the like lifesteal effect. Or like Meow said, you might consider it if Reno Priest ever makes a resurgence. Um so yeah, I don't I don't see any harm in bringing this back. And this could have been really fun with tunnel tr- with a uh, Iron Deep Trog though, and like oh fire. my god, yeah, that could have been cool. This yeah. never dying. <laughs> cool, but uh, yeah, no, um, yeah, it'd be fine. Bring it back; it'll be cool. Yeah, all right, sure. cool. All right, let's uh, let's move on to Rogue here. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some uh, secret Rogue support, right? So Blackjack Stunner, you was the uh, the one mana one two, I believe. Um, that if you control the secret, you could bounce a minion. Uh, it could be friendly or opponents. Um, it used to say it would cost two more, uh, and now cost one more. I think the reason they made this change was bouncing Dragon Queen Alex Trazes that then became unplayable, if I remember correctly, in standard. It was just it was just broken. Plus, it, be, it was just, just being broken. busted. It was, yeah. yeah, it was busted. Yeah. Um, uh, let's talk about this in combination with the other secret rogue support card here. Let's talk about Shattered Jeweler Hanar. Um, this is the legendary that after you play a secret, you get to discover a secret from a another class or is it just a secret it could be rogue secrets as well um uh, from another class no like, from another it's class specifically other from another than class. the one that you just played yeah you can you can tell that i never played this card in <laughs> in any format um but it used to be a one five instead of a one four so i mean my argument secret rogue and just secret synergy and wild doesn't exist give us back these two cards so that it can exist in our format yeah absolutely I, i'm Happy to have both of them back. Yep. I like Especially it. Especially yep. I I'm a little bit like they didn't unnerf Miscreant, right? No. Um, no. No, Miscreant so, was still seeing play in like Odd Rogue around the time yeah. they think that they were looking at reverting it. But um like yeah, I don't know. It just got phased out. I'm just a little I'm a little bit scared that like it might they might not revert this because they didn't unnerf Miscreant, but Yeah. Yeah, I, I could I, I could definitely see that, but like Hanar is a legendary card. I would say that Hanar is probably more likely than uh, Stunner, um, just because he's a, a fun card that people kind of liked, you know. Or yeah, until they didn't. <laughs> there, there are kind of going to be some nerfs and stuff where it makes sense logically, but again, kind of something that we outlined at the very start of the ground rules, like cards that people used to love and nostalgia. Like, a lot of time when we were talking about reverts, it's got to revert in the back to, like, how people remember the card. And uh, I'm not sure how much, like, attachment there is to, like, 1-5 Hanar versus, like, 1-4 Hanar and stuff, but I don't know. They've generally lent towards just reverting anything they can, so I'd say they probably do both. I am very attached to a 1-5 Hanar. Like, the fact that it dies, the, it's so fragile is so sad because you're just, like, there's no hope that he survives a turn, so give me him back. All right, let's uh, let's move to Shaman here. Uh, the big one, Bog Spine Knuckles. This is the uh, the evolve weapon. Uh, whenever you swing, evolve your minions. It used to be a four-two weapon. It is currently a three-two weapon. Uh, this is a huge nerf because of specifically Dread Corsair. 
if I remember correctly. So the the big synergy was that even if you had not ha uh, even if you didn't have any minions uh, on the board when you played the Bog Spy Knuckles, you had the ability to go Bog Spy Knuckles into Dread Corsair that costs zero mana and immediately get a five cost. Potentially you pull patches out of your deck, so you got a free two cost alongside that. Um, I am a little bit wary about Evolve Shaman always being buffed because Evolve Shaman is like a top tier archetype has always just been a little bit a little bit frustrating I, I'll use that <laughs> word uh, to play against but again just like Secret Rogue Evolve Shaman is not really an archetype that exists in our format right Bogs by Knuckles would be a huge boost to that archetype and so therefore I think I'm okay with it being unnerved what about you guys yeah give it back like um having played Evolve Shaman a few times since then like the Bogspine turn often just even if you have stuff on board kind of feels a little underwhelming <laughs> like so why not like it, it it there's so much mana cheat in the format like is really a five a free five of uh, like uh cost minion going to break the format like it was a good deck when this was uh you know fully buffed but like again a lot of things have changed since then and uh, a turn five play isn't likely to break the format i don't think yeah definitely a card where pre-stormwind i probably would have said no but it's not pre-stormwind anymore <laughs> so you know like let's let's probably do it i mean it's not just a mana cheat deck though it's like a random mana cheat deck which is sort of even worse but um i don't know like sure why like why not right why not um evolve shaman's always had like i've always had a pretty soft spot for evolve shaman as well um God, I'm the worst. Um, anyway, but I've always like uh, had a soft spot for Wild Evolve Shaman, so I kind of like it pushed a little bit more. Knuckles goes a l really long way, especially because you get the patches. Like it doesn't sound like very much, but going like Bloom Knuckles into Dread patches, getting that extra like two drop, it's actually like a pretty neat little synergy if you want to do that. Yep. Right. Yeah. I mean, we haven't really talked about Mogu Flesh Shaper. I mean, we'll be covering <laughs> that next week. Uh, Ignoring that potential, I, I think Bog Spine Knuckles itself is something that I would personally like to see because it's also it's something that a lot of people enjoy playing, right? Even if it doesn't create this top tier deck, people like playing Evolve Shaman, right? Get, I think giving back Bog Spine Knuckles is, is probably good for both those players and people that you know want it to be potentially competitive. So, all right, let's talk about Warlock here. Uh, so the first one, Imprisoned Scrap Imp, uh, another one of those dormant minions. Um, I believe Zoo Warlock in Standard uh, was abusing this because you kind of coin this out on turn one and then on turn three you'd have like plus two, plus two buffed Flame Imps and Void Walkers and stuff like that. So they nerfed it to plus two attack, plus one health. Um, again, I don't think this card ever saw play in Wild. I don't think Zoo as we know and def kind of define Zoo as has never really existed in Wild for a very long time. So I, get, get I back remember to scrapping. I remember it's been... Like it saw fringe play for a period of time when it, when the card was released, it was like it was good when you coined it on two, and for the rest of the game, terrible. Or <laughs> coined it on one rather, or played it on two, and then like if you top decked it, it was terrible. So like it saw some play, but again, like it was fringe playable a long time ago. Nobody cares if this card gets unnerfed because it has like dormant is just a thing that is really rough on wild because that's two turns of just like waiting for the thing to happen. Okay, so yeah, I mean, just 
Give back Scrap Imp. I don't think anybody cares. Uh, and then the other Warlock card from this set uh, that got nerfed. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard of this card before, um, but uh, some card named Dark Glare used to, to be a 3-mana three 3-4 three that restored 2-mana crystals instead of 1. Um, I don't know. Have you guys ever seen this card see play in Wild? Uh, no, I I've think certainly should... never played it myself. I think this should be revoted. So we're looking for a new co-host for the state of wild. I'd like to make that announcement right okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. Here's my argument. Here's my argument. The last time we saw Dark Lair, and I think why a lot of people had very like messed up memories of it, is because of Demon Seed, right? But I think at that time, by the time Flesh Knight went to ten, I think that the original version of Dark Lair was actually pretty fine and was not like a huge problem. I think like everything they did with all the nerves that happened to Warlock. I think it's not that offensive at its second version. I'm not saying reverted all the way, but I I, I think it might have been fine to have it oh, with a 10 mana okay. plus giant. You know? Like, let's okay, do the you're one talking, step. Yeah, the you're, one... You're talking about the first... Or the second iteration, not the original stay. I thought yeah, you were talking the about OG, the original Not the OG, but let's put it back for two mana with a one mana refresh. I think it's a cool archetype to have in Wild. I think with Flesh to 10... It's not going to be that much of an issue. And I think that a lot of people have their memories twisted because of the Demon Seed when they didn't see what, like, Dark Lair at two mana would have looked like with a Flesh Giant at 10. Without no, the I'm seed. I'm honestly not even thinking about the, the Demon Seed at all with this. I'm thinking about pre-Stormwind uh, yeah, Dark Lair. That was pre-Stormwind, Ruffle. That was pre-Stormwind. Everything changed. You're not going to sell me make on changes, no. Core <laughs> no. It's, it's hard. to go back. Don't worry. This card was nerfed twice for the wild format. No. Uh, it was, uh, <laughs> Leave it the dead. The second nerf was nerf because standard. of standard. But... Yeah, that was standard. That was standard. Okay. First of all, well, when you said it could go back, I, I did think you were talking about original Dark Lear, and I was about to like co-sign <laughs> Raffle's announcement there. I can see the argument of going back to 2-mana 2-3 Dark Lear with 10-mana oh Flesh Giant. Yep. It's super dangerous, though. I think you're obviously a little bit biased because you really enjoy the deck. I think I, it, do. I think for them, with everything that has gone on in Wild the past year, that would be so dangerous for them to do. And then Dark Lair come back to <laughs> being Tier 1 yeah. deck. That would be so dangerous. Like, yeah. just imagine the PR nightmare. Like, poor Alkali Lake. Just imagine her, <laughs> all of the ats that she's going to get on Twitter if they unnerf this card. And it ends up being broken. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that this is a likely candidate, even if it could be a safer one than we might be giving it credit for. I think it's. I, I don't think it's happening. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think it's incredibly unlikely, but I just think you know, if there weren't the whole the PR risk involved, I think it. I think genuinely, it mightn't be a disaster. Like it would. It probably still be very good. Probably still be very good. But with ten mana flesh, I think it would be a lot different than yeah people might remember. Yeah, I mean, so, we're also considering, like, Penflinger could potentially get unnerfed. And, like, would yeah, a 2-mana 2-3 Dark Lair yeah. with Penflinger be okay? Probably not, right? Like, it'd probably still be busted. Um, impossible to tell, obviously. But... That might be my hottest take. I didn't know I was going to say that until the words started coming out of my mouth. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. God. I, I, I'm glad you did amend that. If you said original Dark Lair was fine, I think... <laughs> no, no, no. Alright. Let's, uh, let's go to Warrior here. Um, so the first card I want to talk about is uh, Corsair Cash. So believe it or not, uh, you used to have to find this two-mana card 
that you then had to spend two mana for to tutor your best card in your deck in Ankar. Uh, it did not just originally come as part of your quest. Uh, so Corsair Cash used to be two mana, you know, tutor a weapon, give it plus one, plus one. So plus one attack, plus one durability. Uh, I believe this got nerfed because it tutored Ankar, and it was absolutely busted when it did that. And so they got nerfed so that it only gave plus one durability, and this was combined with the Ankar nerf. If I'm remembering correctly, my history of, of Warrior... I think now uh, that I think they oh I think they did anchor kind of first and then cash came later with like lance and anchor were being played in the decks I, I think okay I'm yeah, not sure about my standard war but is it yeah. possible that wrench caliber was involved as well and maybe as that might have also been a thing as well like there might have been two different decks that were both just abusing cash I think yeah. at the same time I I okay I, what you're saying here though is cash was good right original cash mm. was a very good card yeah. I would argue. That in current wild, if the quest is not touched, right, if the quest remains how it is, you would never play cash in something like Pirate Warrior. Would you be okay giving back original cash to warrior decks like Rena Warrior, Dead Man's Hand Warrior, as a way to find Inkar in those decks that don't run the quest? Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> like even if, even if we don't have the quest in Pirate Warrior, like. This card's not getting included in there at this point, just because you have enough, like, uh, like gas for that deck to be good anyway. So, like, yeah, this just give it back. Like, this card is fine as it was. I am much higher, I think, than Ruffle a little bit on the power level, but I actually agreed. Like, just give it back. Uh, like, like I think, I think in like normal non-quest pirate warrior, this would be probably very good still. Like, it was very bloody strong with anchor. I guess uh, that's, when it was around. Yeah, but I, uh, yeah, mate, that was a different build though. You're running upgrades. You're running um, dread corsair. So your your deck looked a lot different. So man, maybe we, pirate warrior would just look a little bit different if that were the <laughs> the case. Um, since you're not just trying to rush down the quest. So maybe I am underestimating it. But either way, like, sure. Yeah, we used to play two of these. We used to play two of these with just one anchor in the deck. <laughs> like that, that was the like premier build when Ashes was out. Uh, but yeah, like I think it's a cool card to give to Warrior. Like it's a very powerful one, but it's one that I'm happy with because it's not like gross tempo, like vomit stats, right? You have to pay mana to do cool stuff that incrementally pans out in the mid game, which is a cool card to, to have like in Wild if you're gonna push it. So, yeah. all right, totally agree with you guys on that one. Uh, the other nerf was a kind of minor nerf it happened pretty quickly uh this is blood boil brute so this is the seven mana currently a five eight that gets discounted for the amount of damaged minions on the board um it used to be a six eight i think you could very safely unnerf this to six eight and be okay and the demon hunter warrior or, and the dead man's hand warrior fanatics out there would be you know they'd, they'd have a little bit of hope out there that brute and corsair cash makes their deck playable again they could slip this in the next patch and I wouldn't notice. Like, unless yeah. they told me. I And, like, it's a card that's still... Like, you're not... You're playing it for zero mana regardless, so, like, it's... um Like, it's a card that's still seeing play. It would just be marginally better with six attack. So, sure. Alright. Let's move on to the neutrals here. Let's talk about one that was just recently nerfed. Let's talk about Moark Artificer. Um, so, this is a card that got nerfed in the most recent balance patch. Uh, got moved to a three mana three five uh, from a two mana two four. Uh, this was the minion, the demon, that said all minions take double damage from spells. This card, like we mentioned last week, never saw play, really, in our format, outside of, like, fringe playability and Reno Priest. So I back. think this, 
yeah, I think this is a prime candidate for uh, Revert, along with, um, I know he's later, but Ilganoth is probably likely to get reverted as well, just because, like, that's a, like, keystone deck in standard for years that was never really fast enough in wild, so, sure, just I think it depends it. a little bit on what else they want to do, like, hmm, what if they do give back 5 mana Skull and 4 mana Ilganoth? At the same time, <laughs> like, does two mana Moag do anything? Like, we never, like, you can make the argument that it wasn't that good in Wild ever, but we never really had five mana Skull with, like, any of those cards at the same time. So, I, but yeah. you like, you know, like, I, I don't know. Probably still fine. And, yeah, uh, it, it's a pretty cool card in general, anyway. So, exactly. And it's like, a, it is one of those that, you know, a lot of people do hate it, but, like, if, if people hate a deck, it's because a lot of people are playing that deck. So yeah. there's a, obviously a large portion of the population that does love uh, li the Lifesteal Demon Hunter and was probably sad to see it get nerfed and maybe will try their hand at wild if the deck gets unnerfed when it rotates. So that's why I see that whole, that package as something that's possible to get uh, reverted. Yep, totally agree with that. Um, and let's talk about Kael'thas Sunstrider. Yeah. It's got nerfed so many times so long ago that I kind of completely forgotten all the forms that it had taken. I had to, to double check with Corp here before we started uh, the pod. It's currently a 7-mana 4-7 that every third spell you cast in a turn costs 1 mana. It originally was released as a 6-mana 4-7. Every third spell you cast costs 0. Uh, and I do remember on... This was the legendary that we got early for Ashes and Out, uh, of Outland. I remember that you used to be able to go turn one kill with Kael'thas because you'd be able to like uh, bloom out the Kael'thas um, and do dumb things, right? With uh, ultimate infestations costing zero, overflows costing zero, uh, and stuff like that. They realized that that was maybe a little bit too strong, so they had nerfed it to a seven mana four seven every third spell costs zero before they had finally nerfed it a second time to its current form. Would you guys be okay with a revert to Kael'thas, and if so, which one? I think going to six is maybe a little bit too much. Like, at seven, is it really doing that much more than, like, a combination of alignment and a chondra isn't already doing? Maybe. Maybe it gets your, your alignment online a little bit easier and then allows you to further cheat mana, so maybe that's dangerous. I don't know. This is This is a tough one because, like, Going to zero is inherently very dangerous, but like, I don't know, we've just spent so much time with uh, alignment that it feels like mana is just a made up construct in uh, Druid anyway. That, like, I don't know, what does it matter? You guys are talking about the apprentice nerf. I'm already eyeing this. I'm like, I see my next APM deck, I see my <laughs> lack of mana. Um, no, this, this deck was good. I, I think it gets forgotten a lot because it was only around for like two weeks when Scholomance came out. This was actually very good when Scholo first got launched. Um, genuinely, once they actually gave it like Lightning Bloom, um, the the just the Burn Druid. Um, I'd be very nervous about this one, like totally. Um, because with Barnes and Kael'thas, with like either six mana or seven, like whichever one. Um, as long as like the spells are going to zero, there's some really like disgusting stuff you can do. Like genuinely turn four like OTK stuff. It, it probably wouldn't be that different in terms of play pattern to APM Mage right now. Um, 
and that is concerning. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I think. That's true. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I forgot Barnes was included in that conversation at all. So yeah, never mind. Uh, delete what I had said previously from this conversation, and um, yeah, maybe maybe just don't make things cost zero, and that's a good rule of thumb. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like literally turn four, play your entire deck. Like that's you know we have, we're currently dealing dealing with that, and people don't like it very much. Yeah, if if we're championing the uh, the apprentice nerf on this podcast, I don't think we can also champion a Kalefoss on nerf. You know, at the same time. Also, but interestingly, hey, if they do it, if, if they do it, I can play it. Like, I'll I'll pick it up. I'll have a great time. Interestingly, this got like changed a uh, fourth time where they somebody played it against me the other day, and it, his voice line is completely different. So they um, oh, there's some controversy with the original voice actor, and they chose to replace him. But like, um. it was. It was confusing because I hadn't seen the card in such a long time. I didn't know that it happened, and then he started talking. I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound like I remember. So, yeah, Catalyst is pretty funny because it was released even like before Ashes came out, and so it's just been hanging around waiting to get unnerfed for just the longest two amount of time. Years. Yeah, yeah it'll, yeah, it'll have been two years, and, it, and I probably hope it doesn't happen <laughs> after all that time. Was was Bio Project around in that original build? Yeah. Bio project, because we have like Bio moon and stuff too. Yeah, but you didn't, you didn't have uh, Bloom until Scholar, and then yeah, that's right. when uh... Bloom is what broke it, I think, or fully broke it. Yeah, because you get to do it early. All right. Anyways, that's gonna wrap it up for Ashes of Outland. That is a lot of cards from Ashes of Outland that had gotten nerfed. And uh, let us know down in the comments which of these Ashes of Outland cards you'd be excited to see unnerfed, or um, which ones you really, really hope, like like Kalefoss or Encanter's Flow. That they really don't. Uh, and also let us know down in the comments whether you agree or disagree with Hand of a Doll. And, you know, I'm just going to delete all the people that disagree so that I can show these guys and tell them that everybody wants it unnerved. Um, so let's move on to kind of the second expansion here that we're going to be talking about. Let's talk about Skullman's Academy. And uh, yeah, Skullman's Academy feels like forever ago. And it feels so long ago that we were talking about like, man, Skullman's Academy ratcheted up the power level of Wild. It's changed Wild forever. And, and then Stormwind came out, but looking through these there are a lot of really really powerful cards that got changed in skullamance academy uh so let's hop into it let's start with demon hunter uh so i believe here in demon hunter we we saw the soul fragment package as kind of their their big archetype that they had gotten uh introduced uh soul demon hunter and standard was a very very powerful deck uh so the card that they decided to touch in that archetype for standard was shattered mystic uh, so this is the uh, the minion that consumed a soul fragment in your deck to deal 3 damage AoE. Very Dustbreaker-esque. Uh, it originally costed 3. They nerfed it to 4. Uh, I would love for this to be reverted to 3 so that the, the soul demon hunter decks are actually playable in our format. Yeah, in particular, like I was having a lot of fun with an odd soul hunter demon package that most of the good cards are already odd and like this is actually one of the better cards in the deck for shoring up what the weakness is in like losing the board like it develop it's like it's like better dusk breaker <laughs> and um losing that feels kind of bad so I, I yeah i would be fine to have that back again we talked about demon under needs all the help it can get right now so just give it everything yep all right let's move on to druid um, let's start with Gibberling. This was my baby. My my degenerate card that I loved before. Uh, Hand it's of a Dahl. Gibble Jib, yeah. Which one? I've always called it Gibberling. 
I, I don't know what's correct, but I, it's, at this point, it's habit. I think I was watching uh, a Regis stream, and he said that a dev confirmed that it was Gibberlane, but I've always called it Gibberlane, so I don't know. This is the GIF-GIF debate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless. And nobody's going to be happy, or there are going to be people, people unhappy no matter how we pronounce it. So let's, let Meowth, you pronounce it your way, I'm going to pronounce it my way, that way, like, nobody's happy. <laughs> All right, Gibberling, Gibber, Gib, Gib, Gibberling. There we I'm go. so sorry. Yeah, you ruined everything. <laughs> Used to cost one mana. This is the card that would duplicate, not duplicate itself. It would summon another Gibberling every time you cast a spell. Right, spell burst effect. Um, it led to some pretty gross openers in stuff like Aggro Druid and uh, Token Druid with stuff like Lightning Blooms, Innervates, Mark of the Lotuses, cards like that. It's a card that I would very much love to have back, fully acknowledging that those turn one, turn two blowout plays were absolutely gross, and people really didn't enjoy them. But <laughs> I really enjoyed them, and I think it 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 was part of the reason Token Demon or Token Druid was a real deck in the format for a while. And Agri Druid needs all the help he can get. I, I do acknowledge that. It does lead to some pretty degenerate games, but buffing it means buffing two kind of really underplayed archetypes. So I think I'm okay with it. It's a it's a dangerous one. I'm I could go either way on this. I think that like it's unlikely to happen just because of the amount of non games that it creates. And like the reality is is that in order to do the super broken gibberlane things, um, you have to run like cards that are bad in your deck without Gibberlane. Like, you don't want to run Lightning Bloom and Innervate in your um, aggro, or, like, Nature Studies in your aggro Druid deck if you're not running, or if you don't draw the Gibberlane. So it's, like, that that's the part I'm, like, I don't know, kind of grossed out about is it just turns it into, like, this weird high roll deck that I don't really think is all that healthy whether or not it's good so yeah, i agree that aggro druid needs help i don't know that gibberlane is a healthy card to um to help I, with that because aggro druid is already a pretty high rolly deck i would agree with that except for that they unnerved necroom apothecary last year which is the exact thing right or it was a disgusting high roll card in a really disgusting high roll deck that created non-games right so and they unnerved that i mean it's made the difference is by a, Right, what Ruffles about to say. The competitive viability between like Big Dragon Rogue and Aggro Druid is very different. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. Like I think also we're talking about like some of the bad cards that you have to play. Like it was still pretty disgusting. Like you even without the bloom and the innovate stuff, like you just go like gibbling, coined, adorable infestation. Like that's so many stats that like we just vomit out there. Um and we've picked up some other stuff as well. Like we've picked up things like um uh like sow the soil uh, as an example like uh we have composting now it's like a nice very nice follow-up the gibbling um yeah I, i'm not really a huge fan of like ultra super big blowout on turn one gameplay and so for me uh i, I would say no i think my Sorry, token druid is tears feels bad um i mean like i said i i agree with you and i would be very surprised if they they mm. unnerf this but part of me kind of does hope that they do because i mean it aggro druid aside right like i think it would be very dumb in aggro druid 
I think it also pushed stuff like the Token Druid, the spell Token Druid builds. And I think that's a deck that I would love to see become competitively viable. And I think it would love that one mana Giverling. But like I said, I would be very surprised if they did not nerf it. Uh, let's talk about something that I would be very surprised if they did not nerf. Let's talk about Guardian Animals. Uh, Guardian Animals used to cost 7, currently cost 8. Uh, it is the Druid Demon Hunter. It's the Druid Hunter dual class card. Summon two minions or two beasts that cost five or less from your deck. Give them rush. Sorry, I was re- remembering the card off the top of my head. Um, so I'm sure I butchered something good in job. there. But ah, good job. At, at seven mana, I do remember this in Skullamance Academy. We were talking about how this had completely revolutionized Druid from the super defensive build that it had kind of always been known for to this kind of proactive style of gameplay, right? with Twilight Runners and Witchwood Grizzlies, and people were super excited about Guardian Animals. It got swiftly nerfed from 7 mana to 8. I I would be very surprised, because this was, this was very much a standard nerf, right? This goes in that category of, it was nerfed because of standard, was not super oppressive and wild. I would not be very surprised if it, uh, uh, it got unnerfed. Yeah, I'd be fine with this one. Like, it was good, not great in the deck, or in that archetype, and that archetype was good, not great. So, yeah, sure. Yep. Uh, cool card. Bring it back. I love I love the base package and, like, Jade Road and stuff. It was really sweet. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to having this back, which I'm pretty certain that it'll happen. Yeah. I mean, would you still play this? Like, where would you play this, I guess, in uh, kind of the current climate? Would Jade you write it in Jade? Because isn't Jade kind of now the... If I remember correctly, the one Jade Druid build that I've seen is like Corbs, where he runs Capture, Coldtooth, Mine, and Guff, so that you always oh. tutor the Guff, and you wouldn't be able to run this in that deck, right? I mean, huh. you build around, like, GA is a yeah. build-around card, and it's a very powerful card that's kind of worth the build-around without being obscene. So, I don't know, I think you just adjust whatever Druid deck you're doing. If you want to play this, like, you'll have a nice payoff, and it's kind of exciting that even if you are playing something like Jade Druid, you have two very distinct, clear directions that you might want to go in. So, I, I see no downside, really, uh, to bring back GA. Yeah, it would also be interesting to have this back in a world where Vandar exists, too. Oh, um, yeah. You, you could have some more fun uh, deck-building decisions. Like, um, the card already like creates interesting deck-building decisions. Like Corp said, it's a build-around card, and it gives you interesting choices. And I think Vandar makes that more interesting, because then do you cut the five-mana cards and just hold out for the... Uh, um, the Vandar, or what do you do? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even even beyond Druid, like, I mean, we haven't, uh, even beyond Druid, sorry, but uh, we already play it in, like, Big Base Hunter and Standard. And so, you know, we can kind of open the floor up and make that deck even better and wild, potentially. Yeah. yeah. I was going to bring up that Reno Big Beast Hunter. Like, yeah. And then I, then I remembered, like, oh, it's a dual class card. We haven't gotten to it, Hunt yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hunter right. yet. So, so. <laughs> Yeah, it, that could make it a hunter card because it never was <laughs> like, yeah, in wild at least. Yeah. So, so sure, yeah, I'd nerf it. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, the. Next, I guess we'll just gloss over hunter because we just talked about guardian animals. So let's talk about mage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Jandis. This is the uh, the five mana two one, or it was a five mana two one that summoned two random five cost minions. Choose one of them that die the first time they take damage. I think this card was very good in wild at five mana that was again i guess a year and a half ago i don't know if it would still be a busted card but it was very nice in just like the odd rogue the tempo rogue builds and it was also really nice in something like reno mage where you get to copy the jandis battle cry multiple times 
I think this card was a really cool card, really flexible card, and I would be very surprised if this didn't get unnerfed back to five. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Odrug needs some help right now, and um, you know this is kind of a nostalgic card that people like and would probably like to see back. Yeah, love it. This would be in my top five, like that I really want to see. Like I, I love Janus. Janus is a cool card. Yep. Cool. Let's talk about Paladin. Let's talk about one of these cards that one of the six that got nerfed from Hamp of Paladin. Let's talk about first day of school. Uh, so first day of school is currently a one mana spell that adds two one cost minions to your hand. Uh, it had two previous iterations. Uh, the original was a zero mana spell add two one cost minions to your hand. And then it got reworked to a one mana spell that adds three one cost minions to your hand. And let me guess me if you want a zero mana version that's three, right? Hell yeah, that's, dude. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give me yeah. give me the best of both worlds. <laughs> um no I I think first day of school at zero mana was a good card. I don't think it was the, like the most insane thing that Hambo Paladin was doing. You guys are giving me this look where I'm com- completely wrong, but oh, f- different formats than me. I I feel like we're I've... so off base on this Paladin stuff. I think this was the most broken card in the deck. <laughs> <laughs> like this you can have Hand of Adol, just don't put this back to zero. Are you kidding me? Give it back. Give it back. What is this? I don't know. I'm a paladin apologist, dude. Give me back first day of school. You have to give me back something, okay? I know I threw Corb under the bus with the uh, the Dark Glare conversation, but like, I'm (laughs) glad he's here to just be a sanity check for me (laughs) right now because, like, for a moment I was like, am am I misremembering something? But no, like, I might be. This this and conviction for me are the two cards that are like. Uh, like absolute nose from me because like I those were like this this I think is far more broken than Hand of a Doll which was an incredibly broken card I completely agree with that I would rather like I was pretty against like obviously the Hand of a Doll thing but you know what like that's in the grand scheme like grand scheme that's fine like if you really really need to do something fine take your Hand of a Doll don't take the first day. The first day, both versions of it were broken. Both. The zero mana version yeah, was absolutely. busted. And the, like, there like, there were six nuts. cards that were unnerfed. Are you really only going to give me back one of the six? Well, I, I need to see what the full six are, to be honest. First, but, I mean, Hand maybe. of a Doll. God, I don't even remember. Crab Rider, Conviction. Wait, was it only four? Either way, I don't feel like I have a quota here. I feel like I'm judging this card by right. card. Yeah, no, I'm like, looking at these cards I don't want it card by card. Because uh, it, it's these playing with other... Doing fine. Okay, I, I'm completely and totally biased. Okay, and I might be misremembering Handbook Paladin Heyday, but I I don't know. I, I am totally okay with Handbook Paladin being a top tier deck, and I'm okay with Paladin having these strong, strong cards that get out on board and give them board control. Like I'm okay with that. I'm I'm also somebody who like my school of thought for Wild is give us the broken stuff. Let every class do the broken stuff as long as things are equally powerful. I think adding first day of school back to paladin is not going to put it way over the top of odd hunter pirate warrior even like i don't i don't think it will and i think it, it'll make handball paladin a much better deck like i i think i'm okay with it i think hand buff is already a very good deck that uh is i, I don't think it's in right that now. anywhere near that top tier conversation though i think it's i think it's but, a fine deck but i don't think it's anywhere near the top tier which is why i'm okay with these unnerves 
All right, you guys are giving me the silent treatment, but I'm like absolutely <laughs> no, no, crazy. I so basically, no, I, I'm going to need that. YouTube comments to, to be on my side I, here so, that, it, so that we're equal. But I don't like I don't think we need to bring everything up to the level of Pirate Warrior and Odd Hunter is is my concern. Like, OK, fair enough. But I'm going with the assumption that these cards aren't going to get nerfed, right? Because they haven't been touched yet. And so how about we buff things to be competitive with them if they're not going to touch those, right? And therefore, in order to make things competitive, we need stuff like plus two, plus two, hand of a doll. I think we need stuff like zero mana for a state of school. You can keep two mana conviction, but you, you need powerful cards to compete with these. And I mean, my my general feeling is if things are already, like, good, like if decks are already, like, like you are talking about the top tier decks, like Hand of Paladin's right there. It, it's, like, one card away from being up there with these other decks. Like, it's a tier two deck to me. Like, it's really good. Um, first day of school was busted. Like, it was probably the second or third or, like, in the top two or three best cards in Hand of Paladin, along with, like, Conviction and Christology. Um, like, really, really nuts. And... Like, I hear what you're saying about wanting to bring those decks up and you don't think that what Paladin does is that egregious. I I just think that I, I keep flashing back to that number that Ruffle mentioned earlier, that 57% handbuff Paladin. I do think there is such a risk if we do, you know, look at all these Paladin nerfs and stuff. I do want to ask though, Meowth, like obviously we disagree a little bit on first day. Which version would you like if you had to pick one? Uh, do you want the one mana for three minions or do you want the zero mana for two? Personally, I want the zero mana too because I want the broken stuff. But I think the the safest bet would be the one mana three. Like I think you can do that the halfway revert. Um, I will say I, I will backtrack a little bit. I'm pro I'm very likely misremembering Hamba Paladin Heyday, right? Of like what specifically were the most busted cards in those decks, right? I, I'm completely gonna admit that fact. But the I want part of I want some of these tools back is what i want right and you keep making arguments for no conviction no hand of a doll no first day of school you, you got to give them something back and I, I that is me saying that i think you need to give them something back maybe maybe you disagree with that but i i want something back and i think first day of school is a for the longest time it was a strong a strong spell that was seeing no play in our format and I think changing it back to zero mana not only buffs hand buff Paladin, but it also buffs stuff like even Paladin. It buffs your Prismatic Lens decks. Like, it's going beyond just buffing hand buff Paladin. But I think you have to entertain that idea as well. I think I'd be more down for the zero mana version at this point, but I'm not actually sure. I think they're both, like, incredibly strong. So, like, I think they're at a comparable bat level. I'm just thinking, like... The give three one with like alliance batman now the extra minion and stuff but uh i don't know i think they're both uh pretty busted but yeah yeah is this maybe the most controversial this in hand of a doll am, am i Damn, i didn't think dark Lair was gonna be like i didn't think dark Lair was gonna be the second hottest deck yeah wow okay basically yeah. what you're saying here is that the youtube comments need to pick a side are you are you team meowth or are you team corbin raffle and uh Ruffo, you have to go on the deep end on one of these cards okay you like we've both had our chance so far so <laughs> all right i'll just uh, i'll make one up to get really heated about Cor Corp's <laughs> also, or, i mean ruffles also like you know the most mature person out of the three of us so he probably mm -hmm. has the best takes on these cards anyways so I, i'd be very surprised if he went off the so deep end here now you're just calling me old yeah i am and i don't regret it okay that's yeah. fair um, okay, let's talk about the next Paladin card here. Believe it or not, there were two cards. 
uh, to talk about here. Uh, Hyavis Allura used to cost 4 mana. She is currently 5. Uh, she is the 3-6 Spellburst minion. Oh. Uh, what is it? Play a random spell from your deck, targeting her if possible. Yep. So I think the obvious one was Tip the Scales Paladin in Standard and Wild, right? Where yep. you play this, summon 6 more from your deck, do dumb things. Uh, but I think she was also seeing play in stuff like Libra Paladin, where you would like summon a Libra Mapope, uh, or even like a Libram or a Hand of a Doll. I think because of the Tip the Scales version, though, her going back to four is very much in that category of Necrium Apothecary, you know, territory of, God, I really hope they don't do this because of just, like, the, the non-games on turn four that it, I guess, I'm saying this as I tried to defend Gibberling, so I am the most hypocritical person I've it ever met. It doesn't have to be logical, Meowth. We yeah. can have emotional attachment to these cards, yeah, you know? We don't true. have to rationalize it. <laughs> I, but, I, like, I think the, the existence of Tip the Scales is kind of disqualifying for High Abyss Allura. Uh, I, with, like, I hate old that deck. Yeah, I despise no, that deck so and, much. And again, like, I don't even think it's directly comparable to Necrium Apothecary because that card, like, that deck was actually better <laughs> like that like and and just ended the game on the spot there was literally no counterplay if you're just running the uh the old anything combo so um no i, I think the existence of again tip the scales like i said is disqualifying for this card yeah I, I was so happy when they they like accidentally killed it when they did the bluegill thing when they gave it rush and they uh i was so happy about that and then they gave it back and i if they give I it back to laura i wasn't know. happy because i like i like anything and i i am okay with the combo i just like the the tip the scales it's just gross. Tip this, even tip the scales with the prismatic lens is just kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah. Prismatic lens, I think, is going to be. We, we talked about this a little bit. Kind of related to High Abyss Allura. Prismatic lens is going to be one of those. Like, it's going to be a blood bloom of the format. Like, it's going to absolutely break something sometime soon for a tier one deck. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think we're all thumbs down on Allura. It's uh, kind of the conclusion here. Uh, so let's move on to Priest. Uh, we'll leave the controversial one for last. Okay, so let's talk about Cabal Acolyte. So this is a 4-mana 2-6 taunt with Spellburst originally. Uh, Spellburst, take control of a random enemy minion with 2 or less attack. Um, so you basically would combine it with something like Wave of Apathy and steal an opponent's Void Lord or whatever. Uh, I don't know what they were doing in Standard. I don't know what they were stealing, but they got, it was really annoying. So they nerfed it from a 2-6 to a 2-4. I think this comes back to a 2-6 very easily because I don't think it would see play at all at a 2-6. 4-mana 2-6 taunt, Spellburst, steal an opponent's patches. No matter what the decision is, I don't think people will notice, to be honest with you. <laughs> so so sure, do whatever you want with it. Make it a 2-7 for all I care. Uh, all four inner fire players in the comment section is chanting like it's great we get another wave of apathy option no i actually like this card a lot like i remember playing in a fire priest with this because it made the wave of apathy not just a pure um like combo piece like it wasn't just for the otk it made it actually useful in um more like board centric matchups um because you know the wave with the cabal is a really decent combo a lot of time um that said the format has generally gotten a lot more like smaller and floodier um in general but, I mean, this was a very, very, very good card when it came out, I think. Um, that said, probably not, because, like, Drek'thar is just going to trump whatever you even think about right. doing. Oh, Drek'thar is for mana. Why, right, Drek'thar yeah. just kind of trumps this, no yeah. matter what, so. True, true. Yeah. 
it's right. safe to do whatever you want with it. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about the controversial one. Let's talk about Mind Render Lucia. Okay, so Mind Render Lucia had two nerfs. So it was originally released as a two mana one three, steal your opponent's hand and deck for a turn, right? Until oh. your next turn, right? How can this be controversial? But yeah, sorry, you go on. I'm, I'm just curious. Controversial, okay. And then it moved to three mana, steal your opponent's hand and deck. And then it finally got reworked to three mana at a copy of your opponent's hand, mm-hmm. right? If I remember correctly, which absolutely killed the card. The argument is, okay, I know people absolutely hated it, and it was really freaking dumb in Aggro Priest, right? As just a two, or I guess the three mana time walk at the time. The argument, I guess, would be, and the reason I think it, why I thought it might be controversial, like disruption, right, in the format. I know we've maybe had this conversation a little bit, but I do maybe want to bring it back up of, do you want, like, I know it's really good in Aggro Priest. Do you think you want it back as a option for something like Reno Priest for combo disruption in the format? Because I... I am in the boat of I want as much combo disruption as we can get. I don't know if Lucia is how I want it, but it is still combo disruption, even though if it's abused by Agro Priest. It's it's not combo disruption because it is the combo. Like this isn't the this isn't like the thing that's interrupting the uninteractive thing the opponent's doing. This is the uninteractive thing. Like we can't say, oh, give it to Reno Priest while ignoring the fact it's three minute time warp mm-hmm. and Shadow Priest. Like, those things can't exist at the same time. And so, no, like, this guy was completely obnoxious in, in Shadow Priest. As someone that played nothing but Shadow Priest when it was around. Like, it was disgusting. Every single game I had against Mage or whatever was just literally, oh, I just play my Lucia on three and the game just ends instantly. Like, oh, I, they can't play Ice Block, GG. Um, and yeah, Shadow Priest is going to be a much more relevant deck in whatever conversation we're talking about than Reno Priest, the Big Priest. Those decks have been moved on regardless of a Lucia. Um, and I think that this isn't disruption. This is the thing that people bitch about on Reddit and Twitter and so on because they will die to this card over and over and over yeah and like much like uh allura gets disqualified by the existence of tip the scales like um this card gets disqualified by the existence of uh shadow priest which is a very strong deck that um you know is only gotten stronger uh since alusio was um nerfed the only way i could see this getting reverted is if they simultaneously add the holy spell tag to it or give it a (laughs) give it a class of uh, a spell class that isn't um shadow for some reason but like yeah it, if it in a world where shadow priest didn't exist maybe we could have this conversation but like it's just a hard I mean, no yeah. because that exists yeah like regardless i actually wouldn't want this at all like regardless of the shadow priest existence like i don't like this card very much i, um, I would be inclined to say shadow... i would be inclined to say yes just because i want to another means of punishing the dummies that leave their uh quest reward in their hand against a control deck like they deserve it um but again the like the existence of shadow it doesn't matter like yeah yeah it's, it's irrelevant i'm gonna bring up this really radical idea of does this ever get the nostalgia factor of something like caverns below rogue where people hated it right people hated quest rogue people bitched about mind render lucia but a lot of people also really Quest, liked mind render lucia quest rogue, quest rogue was tier 73 shadow priest is like borderline tier one okay fair and enough. that's the difference right yeah. <laughs> yeah i can see that i i just it was around in standard for such a long time that yeah 
You can tell by all the people complaining about it. <laughs> but for that reason, I could also completely understand why they might revert it for that same reason. I mean, they might just because, like, the the general philosophy is like we try and revert everything, right? Like, so mm -hmm. they they probably want to do as much reverting as they feel they can, and so I don't think anything is necessarily completely off the cards. Um, but this is about as close as it gets. <laughs> like, this is like I I don't think they will do this one, and I think they absolutely should not do this one. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not as controversial as I thought, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh. Let's move on to Rogue here. Let's talk about Secret Passage. Secret Passage, believe it or not, used to be better than it currently is. Uh, it used to give you five cards in your hand instead of just four. I think Secret Passage has been draw four for a tremendously long time and is still absolutely busted at drawing four. I would be very surprised if they went back and made it five. Yeah, especially with the existence of Null now. Like, Null isn't seeing a lot of play in Wild, but like... I would potential. be very surprised if Null existed in his current. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that'll be a problem for very long. <laughs> um, but yeah. but at the same time, like I, I can't talk about how dumb zero mana um, first day of school is, or even one mana at three first day of school is, and then turn around and say, yeah, secret passage at five was fine. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, the card's yeah. good in seeing play in wild as it is. So we don't need to make any changes. I think I think a five mana draw would feel weird, and that's like not what you want out of a revert. Like I think people are so used to and so mm -hmm. associate the card as a draw for that it would just feel off. I mean, that just goes to show how much its play rate has maintained yeah. <laughs> in yeah. its current form, right? That like we're more we've played it more in its current form than we did when it was you know super busted. So yeah, that's a good point. Okay, counterpoint. No. Kingsbane Rogue's not very good no. right now. Oddrog's not very good right now. If Null goes to six, Burgle Rogue becomes completely unplayable if Secret Passage doesn't go to five. Do they do it for just pure power level reasons ever? No. I think so. It's already like close to the best card in like Kingsbane. Like it's probably the best card in Kingsbane. I mean draw. it's probably the best um, card in a lot of rogue decks. But and like again, like I just think people associate the card so much with draw four. And like overall, that is the biggest reason to do reverts to like bring back the card that people most associated as and uh yeah i just don't think they'll do it regardless of that all right so let's move on to the uh the next class here shaman didn't have any nerfs i think shaman was completely unplayable <laughs> at this point uh which you know we'll, we'll talk about that in dark moon fair uh let's talk about warlock let's talk about flesh giant the big giant in the room used to cost eight and then it got nerfed to nine and then it has to get nerfed again to ten I really hope they don't bring this back. Don't touch it at all. Like they 10, won't touch is it. It, 10 is where it should have been printed to begin with. And the fact that we had to struggle through eight mana flesh giant for so long. No, absolutely not. Like that, that would cause riots. I would be leading the charge of those. <laughs> riots. <laughs> and this is like independent with whatever they do with the demon seed, because that's like still two years off. Like, no, just uh, don't, don't do anything to flesh giant. It's fine. It's finally fine. Like, it was still one of the best cards in a deck that lost a lot of uh, a lot of things in, and wasn't running Dark Lair. Like, it's it's still the best card in in that deck. Like, it's it, it's fine. Okay, if they keep Flesh End at ten, are you okay with two mana two three Dark Lair? I wanted to revisit this conversation. <sighs> I I think that the I don't 
I don't think we need them, but I would be more okay with it than keeping Dark Glare nerfed and reducing the cost of Flesh Giant. I think the Flesh Giant cost is more important than whatever they do with Dark Glare. Same question to you, Corp. Oh, I mean, I'm, I pushed the Dark Glare thing on that. No, you know, that's that basis. True. Assuming that that would assume that that would like leave Flesh at ten. Like, I obviously want Dark Glare reverted. I think it's a cool deck to have in Wild, but um. Realistically, they won't do either. So, you know. <laughs> I hope not. Warlock doesn't need more help, right? All right. We're wrapping it up. We've got three neutrals left. Uh, let's start with Polk Out. Polk Out, the, the card that reorders your entire deck. It used to cost four mana. It used to be a four mana four five that did this, by the way. It is now a five mana <laughs> four five that does this. I think yeah, Polk Out still sees play in those appropriate decks where it's needed slash wanted. And I think it's perfectly fine at five. I think it's probably fine at four too, though. Like, I don't think it matters Ooh. too much. I would be, I, I personally would be okay with this. We found the card. We found it. It's this one. No, no, no. Why do you? Why do you think it's okay at four? Like, ignoring Reno what Priest, you, right? Because Reno Priest does not exist right now. Exactly. So, ignoring Reno Priest, why does it matter if it's four or five? Because it still sees play in other decks, and it's really what powerful decks? in those decks, right? Like, I would play it in Shaman. Would you at four mana? You but want you to draw your Grumble at the top of your deck? Shadowwalk Grumble Lothad? Yeah. Well, you're putting Shadowwalk Snowfall Grumble. So oh, yeah, maybe so... that's a little bit dangerous. Yeah, I mean, but like, still, that's it's really. So, so, so that's what's line. the difference between drawing those uh, turn five versus turn six? Wait, this is logic. I hate this. Stop. Go back. Like, if you're well, drawing your Shutterwalk, it, that's I mean, it's just like, it's a 4-mana four 4-5 four compared to a 5-mana 4-5, four which means you get to do things on turn 5, like, coin a Yeah, but, but when the card becomes relevant, the stats become less relevant, right? Because the it becomes more relevant later in the game because you don't necessarily want to play it on curve because a lot of times playing on curve is actively very bad for you because you just draw unplayable cards that dilute your hand. And so, like, I just, I don't, I don't think it matters what its mana cost is, to be well, honest. I will also say, playing a Polkelt on four means you get to play the Snowfall Guardian on six. Where if you play this on five, then you're not playing the Snowfall until turn seven, right? Not every time. You, you might hit the Grumble. You might be running um, cards that, you know, interfere with that. And you don't always draw it on four. So, I don't know. The the I will say that the Snowfall Guardian consideration isn't something that I had in mind and does change it a little bit. But I honestly don't. I don't think it matters either way i'm, I'm I think, not i think there's some very sort of broken stuff that would get kind of opened up a little bit by polk out like it mightn't be current top tier and it's very hard for me to like even like think of the decks at the top of my mind but i, I do think that polk out would um ha has a very good chance of sign like pushing some problematic archetypes um yeah. and but i think I that it was just generally too strong at four like it it got splashed into so much stuff and i can just see that happening kind of all over again i mean i say this as somebody that, yeah, yeah i know i know i i'm i'm i know it's obviously a controversial one that uh coming out we found it at the end uh but <laughs> like, i don't know i just i just played holy wrath paladin deck seems bad uh i don't think changing polk out does that much and um I don't know. I hadn't considered the uh, the Shutter Walk or the uh, the the Free Shaman. Um, like, I, I uh, me second guess it a little bit, but like even then. <laughs> what about this? The argument with uh, you know, putting it in things like Hambuff Paladin, for example. <laughs> like all of a sudden, Carriel moves to the very top of the deck, which is basically your best card. Or it, like, I I can just see like random so, spots kind of opening up like that. So where, then I, like, 
yeah i i guess i'd repeat my my same question how's that like is that good to get carryall on the top of your deck on turn five yeah probably i mean like it's yeah. a card that probably has like a decent mulligan win right now so i'm right. sure putting it on top so, of your deck on five isn't bad okay so then are you is it that much different to because stats don't matter in handbuff paladin either or are you just why aren't I think, you running I think stats it matter I think stats matter. I think mana matters as well. Like, there's a big mana difference between matters. turn four Yeti, Yeti, and turn five. Mana matters a lot more than stats. Like, I'll, I, I'll give you that. But I don't like your base stats in Handbuff Paladin don't matter that much because you're like, that. That's the point of the the deck, right? That's. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely like multiplicative or additive, right? Like, if you take off stats from the but, minion, that's less stats that they have once you buff them, right? Like, yeah, it, but the, the base stats are like. Are, are less impactful than the number of times that you buff them, right? Like, as, I don't know, they become incrementally less important. That's why you're running a lot of low-cost minions in your deck with, like, kind of poopy stats. All right. We did find it, though. And I think the YouTube comments, both Dark Glare, Hand of It All, slash First Day of School, and now Polk Out. Okay? You gotta let us know what team you're on for all four of these. Let us know down in the comments below uh, whose side you're taking. I, I'm a little bit with Corp here. I think just moving yeah. it to four, even if it's not currently an issue, it's one of those cards that moving it to four, I think, is dangerous long-term for the format. And so I'd rather them not. But I don't know. I could also see them completely doing it because it was also just like... It, it was get core like... to Reno Priest, and a lot of people loved Reno Priest. And they might just bring it back so that people play the deck again, even if it's not that great. I don't know. Oh, can we, can we get it with the skull and the Ilganoth as, as well at the same time? Like, Ooh. we just play the Polk Eld on four, play the skull, get Context another skull, skull, get an Ilgi. Like, oh, that sounds great. Let's do that. With yeah. the Molag? Yeah. To be clear, like, I, I could go either way on this. I'm not hard <laughs> ES. I just don't think it would make that big of a difference is all I'm saying. You're running the narrative, Ruffle. What do you think? Come on. I know. <laughs> You're supposed to be adamant one Under way or the other, Polkelt right? <laughs> or I uninstall. <laughs> I will uh, give away my YouTube channel oh my to eighty kids. Wow. <laughs> okay, cut. Not gonna lie. I'm not sure if I want it unnerfed or not anymore. Yeah, for the kids, right? Yeah, for the kids, right. right. Got to save the children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's talk about voracious reader. Speaking of children, to the library at two mana compared to three. Is she a gnome or a child? I don't know. They're the same <laughs> thing. Be. They're the same Whoa. thing. Whoa! Whoa, meow. Whoa. Come on. I, I will not Whoa. stand for this anti-gnome rhetoric right now. Even though I'm a tall person. Mm. I played gnomes in World of Warcraft. At the, It was the only like race I would play as an alliance character because they were hilarious running around with these giant swords. So how dare you? I also don't know any adults that go to the, to the library. So... It's gotta Ooh. be just kids, right? The students, man. I'm gonna yeah. tell roses. Yeah. Oh shit! Okay. All right, I'm gonna cut this out of the uh, the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Remove, yeah, remove all it. the remove all the evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, right. all right. Regardless, Gracious. two mana voracious reader compared to three. Two mana voracious reader was absolutely busted in the right archetype. Do we do we want it back for stuff like aggro demon hunter, no. aggro? I don't even know what are the other archetypes. Agro Druid. Uh, we're gonna Agri play Pally. as a Shadow Priest Meowth. It's gonna be gross. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's screw Shadow Priest. Why also, did they always ruin everything? Also, you <laughs> absolutely, you absolutely cannot do this 
Reaver in conjunction with Gibberling too. So like, I think it's just too. It should have never like look Smart at Jeeves. Printed. It should have never been printed at two mana. I said I, that I'm not way. picking a side. I said here. that before it released, and I was right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not picking a side. What about this? Right? In, like, what about this? In, like cute look. Like, ooh, is that a thing? Yeah. Yes, it it's would be better than. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. I'm kind of glad it's three mana now. Let's leave it there. Last but not least, let's talk about Penflinger. Hey, loser. <gasps> it used to be able to hit any target, including your face in Dark Glare Warlock or the opponent's face in any deck. Every other uh, deck. Yeah. Yeah. They, they changed it so that it can only hit minions. Got a lot worse when they did that. Penflinger is also a very iconic card in both Standard and Wild. Would you be okay with this being completely unnerfed? 100%. 100%. I'm in a uh, similar place I was with uh, Polkelt where I could go either way. I don't know how impactful it would be. I'm more towards the no side on this one just because I think it's, it's dangerous when um, like the archetype around um, Dark Glare still exists, even if Dark Glare doesn't necessarily exist. And you're running more spells in that deck now because you have things like um, the touch and um, the the lifesteal two mana card. So uh, it's kind of spooky to me. I, I don't think Dark Glare is the deck to be worried about. I'm talking about, I'm thinking about it just like Odd Hunter. Yeah. Like, Ben Flinger's <laughs> Odd Hunter seems kind of gross. Because <laughs> you run uh, like, what, 20 spells in that deck, anyways? And just. Yeah, I just, I, I faced somebody playing it recently. They barely got to bounce it. It seemed real bad, even if it could have hit me in the face. I'm if you get honest. to replace tradable minions with penflingers, though, like, I, it's very funny. That like, just, that it. deck alone, if they don't touch Odd Hunter, okay. I don't think you can give back Penflinger. Yeah, you're probably right. It's oh, probably too much extra damage. No, it's basically like Corb, it's, did you really it's just second, like, come on. Did, did, it's like yes, a second upgrade to your hero power. Like, I no, love Penflinger. No. Penflinger no. is so cool. I love Penflinger. Penflinger is one of my favorite cards pretty much ever. I want this card back. I think that, uh, like, the Odd Hunter thing is just funny more than anything, <laughs> um, to be honest. Uh, I think You're that I want to see it in Labrum. Like, I love this card so much. And um, Hold on. I just, yeah. Penflinger is another gnome. Is Am I just falling oh, into Get Me Out? Second. Anti-gnome <laughs> rhetoric again? Oh my god, Meowth? Oh, uh, what have I started? Okay, I love Penflinger. I think Penflinger would be fine in current versions of Dark Glare. I would absolutely love it to have it back uh, in Libroom Paladin, right? With Penflingers and all that stuff. I would love to. I think the fact that Odd Hunter exists in its current format, or its current form? Form. I, I don't think you can. I... You I'm, give you give real cards to the deck that currently only has twenty five real cards. I don't think you give it a real card though. Like that that slows down your it either slows down your quest progress or you're just holding it and it's a dead card until you can get the Tavish online, right? Because is it really adding that much if you like maybe it is. It's so much it's been, it's been it's one so much damage, one that damage. Adds up. But I don't know, it's not very mana efficient. Like it, it's, it's very it's, slow. I'd be, I, that's why I think it's funny. Like, I think, <laughs> like, I just think it'd be like a funny combo. I don't know exactly how good it would be. Either way, it's either trash and hilarious or it's great and it pushes over the edge of getting nerfed. Meowth, we should want Odd Hunter to get these busted cards back to push the archetype as much as possible. Come on. 
well, you know that it's going to take him a million years to nerf things anyway, so I don't want to push it further, okay? I don't, I don't want to have oh, to go to that. I'm, I'm good. Well, Penflinger, Penflinger is too cool to let Odd Hunter ruin it, okay? It's such a sweet card in general. I love the play pattern. I don't think it's a balance concern, really, in general. Um, I think it's fine. Like, without Dark Lair as well, around, like, whether you want to play it in Sweet Rogue, King's Bane decks, Odd DH, Libram, Paladin. I just think a lot of cool stuff that, uh... You know, it opens up and uh, just a really, really sweet card. And I don't think Oddy, Odd Hunter, you know, maybe we spend. You know what? I'm kind of thinking about it more. Maybe it would be a problem with Odd Hunter. But you know what? I'm still fine with it. I'm still rolling with this. Okay. I'd be. I would love Penflinger to come back if they do something about the quest. If they don't do something about the quest, I am very scared for a Penflinger revert. But at the same time. As a Paladin Apologist, I would love Penflinger back in Libra Paladin. Like, the original Libra Paladins with this card and uh, and Broomsticks and Idis and stuff like that was some of the most fun I've had in this format. I would love to have it back. I don't think we're going to get it back if they don't touch Auto Hunter, though. Like, I, I just don't think that they would do I, it because of their whole stance of they won't buff top-tier decks, right? So I, Again, I, I maintain that I think you're maybe overestimating it. Uh, effectiveness in in odd hunter just because like i've seen it in action it like yeah i can only hit my minions but i was playing a board based deck and it barely made it done like in what it was like it, it was just like i was happy my opponent was playing it because yeah. they were just like that's mana that they're not spending on spells to progress the quest that's and to get it to get multiple triggers that has to be multiple allocations of your mana that's not progressing your quest and it's just like well now you're getting this turn eight tavish but like you're dead so who cares yeah. okay the fact that the deck does want to push the quest completion as fast as possible like all quests do the fact that you'd like to get value out of you spending like two three mana on not quest completion doesn't really make me very scared like the over the top damage as well who cares we're always dead on six anyway like it doesn't make it that's yeah exactly okay. and in fact because it's not a spell you're actually getting less damage from it if you draw it after the the tavish so like i feel like you're actually reducing your damage output by playing this card okay fair enough just like dark Lair, though can you imagine if it did end up being good not hunter and the pr nightmare of unnerving this card that goes straight into the top tier deck and made it even better. Like, do you think that they take the risk? No, I don't know. I I, I think it's doubtful. It's a risky card, regardless of whether or not it's good in in on Hunter. Like I said, I think that like there's dangers outside of that. Um, I, I like it. That's why I'm kind of on the fence on this, leaning a little bit more towards no. Just leave it as is. Cowards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Ben Fligger. Oh well. Oh well. Oh well, oh well. I mean, like I said, I give me back, give me back Penflinger. Let's let's get back four mana Polkelt. Let's get back eight mana Flesh Giant. Let's get back one mana Gibberling. Let's let's unnerf everything. And it's not like the others, Meowth. Yeah, the, you're, <laughs> you're, you're going like, way <laughs> overboard with this right now. I'm sorry, I, you're was, just, I was trying to make a point. And I, you're trying I real that. hard to get first day of school back, aren't you? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be the next card I said. Uh, but yeah, that that is all of the potential cards here for uh, um, Skullamance Academy. And so we've covered both Ashes of Outland and Skullamance Academy. Uh, and we will be covering uh, Corset and what was the next? Dark Moon Fair, as well as just some potential wild cards that didn't get reverted uh, that might still be candidates for reversions uh, this year as well uh, in our next episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed. 
please let us know down in the comments. I know there were some pretty controversial takes on some of these cards, like First Day of School, Dark Glare, Hand of a Doll, Polkelt, maybe even Penflinger. Let us know down in the comments below what you guys think. Uh, should get unnerfed, what you're scared of getting unnerfed, what you really hope, you know, doesn't. And most importantly, whose side you guys take on those controversial cards as well. <laughs> uh, we will be keeping records and uh, bring it back up next uh, next episode. So, that all being said, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a ton of fun to record. Uh, Corbin Raffle, thank you again for joining me. And um, let the people know where they can find you guys. You can find me at RaffleHS on Twitch and Inst- or Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Raffle on Twitch and YouTube. And you can find me at Corbett Games on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. And thank you for listening slash watching. Yep. You guys can find me at Get Me Out on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube as well. Appreciate you guys listening all the way to the end. Uh, and hope you guys have a good week. And we'll see you guys next time. Later. Later.